you see your situation change, before you see the healing in your body, before you see the calamity shift, I wonder does anybody in this house got a shout in your spirit before the walls come down? We're going to crank it back up, and I want to give you an opportunity to shout in the Right now, to give God, a, I made it. 
house of God. We're going to give God praise for no reason at all except he's been good to me. I wonder if I got anybody in the house that you just want to give God praise simply because he's been so, so, so good to you. One more time, we're going to give him one more praise. Somebody right now with the sanctuary, if God has done anything for you, if God has been good to you, I want you to give God the best praise that you've given him all night. Somebody praise him simply because he's a good, good God. sanctuary right now anybody feel that right now it's in these atmospheres where life can can be changed it's in atmospheres just like this that the chains can be broken it's in atmospheres just like this that lives can be set free from addiction set free from bondage set free from anything that would hold them bound stay right where you are I just want to tell you what God told me to tell you tonight 
Isaiah chapter 54, quickly, we're going to move quick. I'm not going to preach a whole sermon. I'm just going to talk to you about the word of God. It's going to connect to what we've already been doing here. You can stay where you are if you want to. Musicians, stay where you are. We won't, we won't take too much time here. Isaiah 54, verse 17, the Bible says, somebody repeat after me, say no weapon. Somebody say it with conviction in your spirit. Say no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. The Bible says in Isaiah 59 and 19, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. And when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit, somebody say the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against them. That first verse that I read in your hearing, we quote it all the time. It's been talked about today. And we could have stayed in the same vein and everybody can talk about it. Everybody can quote it and everybody has said it at some point in their walk with God. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. I want to preach to you for just a couple minutes on this title. No weapon. Somebody shout, no weapon. Amen. Stay exactly where you are. We're going to jump right into the word for just a minute. And I want you to keep the posture of praise that you're in right now. I believe God's going to accomplish something with his word tonight. I just want to tell somebody that we live in a time where the enemy is trying to pull out all the stops. He wants to stop the church of the living God. He wants to stop this church in Fort Myers. He wants to stop the progress of everything that we're doing here tonight. We serve an adversary. We serve a devil that is as a roaring lion. He walketh about seeking whom he may devour. devour. And I'm telling somebody, the enemy wants to stop the church. But more importantly, the church is made up of individuals. The enemy wants to stop you. And the enemy wants to stop you. And the enemy wants to stop you. The enemy is walking about. And he's seeking whom he may devour. And he's trying to take you out of the church. He's trying to wreck you. He's trying to push you out of the church. Can I tell you today that no matter where you are in the house of God, there's always going to be an exit ramp. The enemy will get you so weary in well-doing. Hear me today. Hear me preach to you right now. The enemy will get you so weary in well-doing that he will offer you an alternative. He will offer you an exit ramp. You know why? Because he wants to stop the progress of the church. If he can stop you, he feels like he can stop your brother and your sister. And but I thank God that the Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood... Can I tell you, it doesn't say if the enemy comes in like a flood. I won't lie to you on a Sunday night. I'm a realist. The Bible says when the enemy shall come in like a flood. And if anybody knows what water can do, this church understands what water can do. And floods don't come timidly. They don't come knocking at your door like a man and under the protection of the front door and the dead boat locked, the water can't get to you. 
but water is fluid and as water begins to flow it is seeking for any crack and any crevice that it can come in as you begin to close the door on your adversary the Bible says that the enemy will come in like a flood and it's going to come up under the door it's going to come on top of the door it's going to come on the sides of the door but I thank God that we've got a promise I thank God that the verse doesn't stop there but the Bible says that the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against it And that adversary, like water, is fluid and it's moving. And every time we think we got it all locked up, and every time we think we got ourselves all protected and away from any elements, can I tell you today that water is fluid and it begins to move. And there is not many natural forces that can stop water. But we serve God. And that's why we serve a savior that will begin to raise up a standard against the flood. Can I tell you today, you don't have to be afraid of the rain. You don't have to be afraid of the flood. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against And so we understand how this works as the enemy is encroaching on our crown and creeping into our territory for some people that are under the sound of my voice it may make you fearful but what I want to talk to you about for just a couple more moments is why you shouldn't be fearful when the enemy comes in like a flood I don't have to worry. I don't have to fear. But all I've got to do is let the Lord raise up a standard against it. Does anybody hear what I'm preaching to you on a Sunday night? But as we walk this thing called life and as we continue to move, the enemy is relentless. Can I tell you today that if you beat him today, my friend, you're going to have to wake up and be ready to fight tomorrow. And the enemy is doing all the things that he can do to stop the church of the living God and to stop every individual in the church. Can I tell you today, you ought to take courage if your adversary is fighting you right now. If your adversary is not fighting you, then hell's not afraid of you. But I got some people in the house on a Sunday night that's been in a battle with the adversary because the enemy is afraid that if you ever figure out who you are, afraid that if they ever get a hold of who they are and who I created them to be then they will begin to turn this city upside down and so I gotta keep the flood waters flowing and I gotta keep all the stops coming and at every turn can I tell you today hear me at every turn in your life there will be another devil to fight there will be another adversary standing in your way from the promises of God but I wonder if I got anybody in the sanctuary that's willing to stand up and fight that's willing to get an attitude in your spirit that'll square your shoulders and lift your head up high and say I'm a child of the king I'm a child of God and ain't no devil in hell gonna stop what God's doing and then the Bible as we read in our text it begins to shift this conversation and it begins to talk about 
no weapon the verse that we always quote and you're hearing the verse that we always talk about and we always talk about this verse and say and declare this verse and say you know what nothing's going to happen to me because no weapon formed against me shall prosper but I come today to let you know that God is intentional about his word and when something lifts off the pages of the word of God it is with intentionality and it's just not flippant words that he would just flip out so it'll sound like cute catch, catch phrases in the house of God but when God gives you a word you can stand on that word because that word is backed with a whole lot of context so that we can understand why the weapon won't be formed Bible lets us know throughout the book of Isaiah that Israel rebelled against God and would later lead them into captivity and the Isaiah and Isaiah the prophet of God tells them of this judgment but throughout the book he gives them hope for the future God identifies as the husband and Israel as his bride and he begins to speak to her in chapter 54 he says Israel for a small moment have I forsaken you but with great mercy will I gather thee in a little wrath I hid my face from you but with everlasting kindness will I have mercy and then he starts to, to promise a covenant of peace it was a reassurance it was as a husband would tell his wife and let her know I'm going to protect you don't you fear Israel terror won't come near you don't fear and then he gave the promise that I read in your hearing no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper but before hear me today before he ever gave the promise no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper the Bible says in verse 15 of Isaiah it says behold Isaiah 54 and 15 if you can put it on the screen that'll help me out it said behold they shall surely gather together but not by me whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake and then he says these words and this is what I want to preach hear me today if you don't get anything else I say I want you to remember this and every time you quote no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper I want you to understand Understand this verse next verse verse 16 he said behold he said I created the smith that blows the coals in the fire and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work and I have created the waster to destroy and then he says the words no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper can I tell you today See, sometimes when you grab a hold of a word that you hear in the house of God, it's best to go back and look at the context because when we get the context, then we understand why. Why won't the weapon that be formed against me prosper? Why won't it work? How could you be so sure, God? He gives them this, these words. He said, behold. He said, the reason that the weapon won't work is because the smith that sits down and blows the coals in the fire, he said, I'm the one that made his hand. I'm the one that created him. I'm the one that gave him the ability to create the weapon that's formed again. How could you be so sure, God? 
how could you give a bold declaration like this God we've been walking through trial and tribulation and situation and God said I know what you've been walking through he said but I want to give you a promise today he said no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper I come to preach to somebody in the sanctuary and let you know that there is no weapon look at your neighbor and say no weapon look at your other neighbor and shout no weapon said I'll tell you how I know he said because the man that sits down and blows the coals in the fire he said I created that man the man that sits down the smith that begins to create the weapon with your name on it the smith that sits down as he blows the coals in the fire to make the fire hotter to make sure that when he uses the sword against you it's going to penetrate that man can I tell you today I created him and then we get the famous words so with that understanding in mind there ain't no weapon that is formed against you that's going to be able to prosper can I preach to somebody right now in the sanctuary you've been worried all night you've been having sleepless nights full of tears you've been laying in your bed the adversary has let you know I'm creating a weapon right now that's going to destroy you that's going to destroy your family that's going to take out your soul I'm right now I'm blowing the coals in the fire and God wants to let you know on a Sunday night God sent a word from Birmingham Alabama just to let somebody know no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper the weapon won't work the he said the man that sits down bloweth the coals in the fire who made his hands you need to stop trying to fight against your adversary. You need to stop trying to fight against your enemy. You need to fight, stop trying to fight your own battles. And you need to go ahead and talk to God and let God take care of your battles. Let God take care of the enemy. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against Is that adversary of yours? Can I tell you a secret today? I'm almost done. Can I tell you a secret today? That adversary that's fighting against you right now. Everything that he does has to pass through God. Can I take you to the book of Job? The Bible says that there was a day where the sons of God would present themselves to God. And Satan followed after them. You know, Satan had to attend business meetings with God. I can see a long table as my bishop preaches, a long table, a, an angelic host of all of the sons of God and Satan walking in with his head down. And he has to sit at the table and God is holding court and God says these words, have you considered my servant Job? He said, God, you know I've considered him, but you won't let me touch him. You put a hedge all about him. 
then he says he gives him the parameters of what he could do can I tell you today that if the adversary is fighting you if the adversary is pushing up against your life if you feel the pressure from the adversary it's because God trusts you with the battle that you gotta walk through so he can build something on the inside of you I come to tell somebody that you're not fighting in vain that you're not battling in vain that you're gonna win the war and you're gonna win the battle God's on your side today he said go and mess with him and we know the story we can walk along in this story but I, I just want to let you know he has to come to God and vet everything by your God before you walk through the situation there is nothing that you're going to walk through hear me today there is nothing that you're going to have to walk through that God hasn't already okayed for you to walk through But it's those tests, it's those battles that God puts us through because he's got to build some, can I tell you today, God is more interested in building your character than pulling you out of your current distress. And so he allows the weapon to be formed. He allows the smith to sit down and blow the coals in the fire. And I'm not here to tell you that you won't get hit by the weapon sometimes. That you won't get nicked by the weapon sometimes. But I came to declare a promise today that no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Can I tell you they can form the weapons all they want to, but it won't work? Can I tell you today that as the enemy sits down and blows the coals in the fire, God already knows where you are today. The man David, he walks through trying to be the king without having the actual scene. And he's doing everything that God told him to do. And he has to go down to the battle and there's a giant that's standing in the battle. And as that giant is standing in the way of God's people, David comes down to the battlefield and David begins to engage in the battle. Nobody was willing to fight in the battle. But David tells him, he says, Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, of the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defiled. He put it on the screen so they can see it. I'm sorry I didn't give you all of this. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 45, verse 46. The Bible says that this day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand and I will smite thee and take thy head from thee. David's a prophet. David lets him know, you know what I'm going to do to you? I'm going to take your head from you. Can I tell you something? When you've been walking with God and you've already seen the miraculous hand of God that will fight your battles for you, you can walk to the battlefield confident. Like my friend said earlier today, the fight is fixed. Can I tell you today that if the Lord is on your side you don't have to worry about the outcome David tells Goliath I want you to get this he said I'm going to take your head from thee 
He said, and I will give it to the carcasses of the hosts of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel and all of this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not by sword and not by spear for the battle is the Lord's and he will give it into our hands. Bible says, and it came to pass. When the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, that David hastened and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. And the Bible says that David put his hand in his bag. Young people, you got to have a bag with you. David had a bag that he had been trying on the backside of a hill. And he spent his time singing songs to God and he spent his time reaching into his bag and practicing with the sling that God gave him. I don't got time to preach it today. And then she took a stone and slung it and smote the Philistine in his forehead. Then the stone sunk into his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. Here's what I want you to see right here. Verse 50, put it on the screen for me. So David prevailed over the Philistine with the sling and with the stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no, there was no sword in the hand of David. He said, I'm going to cut your head off with what? He said, I'm going to cut your head off and feed it to the birds. What are you going to do it with? There's no sword in the hand of David. But the Bible gives us provision. And we serve a God that created the smith that blows the coals in the fire. David went to the battlefield without a sword and he told his adversary he said I'm going to cut your head off but David didn't even have a sword and the Bible says therefore David ran and stood upon the Philistine and took his sword and he drew it out of the sheath thereof and slew him and cut off the head therewith and when the Philistines saw their champion was dead they fled can I tell you today, one more time before I get out of here, that we serve a God that created the one that blows the coals in the fire. When Goliath went to the smith shop, I want you to hear me preach to you right now. There's a Goliath that's up against you right now. And right now he's down at the smith shop and he's about to forge the weapon that's formed against you. He's about to forge the weapon that's got your name on it. It's He said, Mr. Smith, Mr. Smith, that ain't going to work. He said, I'm trying to take somebody's head off. You need to put it back in the coals. You need to burn it up a little more. You got to take all the impurities out. I want to. He said, and then what I want you to do is I want you to put David's name on this sword. I make suits, and when I make suits, for me, for me, I'm not putting your name on it. But he said, I will, 
I want you to put David's name on the sword because I'm creating this sword for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He said, he said, inscribe it. And I'm taking a little bit of liberty, but just rock with me for a little while. He said, I want you to inscribe David's name on it. He said, he, he hands Goliath the sword. And Goliath is looking at the sword. And he's looking at the weaponry that he's about to wipe out his adversary with. And he says, nope, put it back in the fire for a little while longer. And he pulls out the sword. And he says, that'll do just fine. There is a Goliath right now. Hear me today. The enemy wants to see you gone. The enemy wants to see you out of the church. The enemy wants to see you away from the house of God. And right now he is forging weapons and he's putting your name on it. But can I tell you today that we serve the God that created the smith. And even though the adversary had a meaning for the weapon, God had a purpose for the weapon too. And David pulled out Goliath's sword and he cut his head off. Can I tell you that? day that God's going to use your enemy to create the weapon that he's going to kill himself with. When he left that smith shop, he had no idea that he just created the weapon that would take his own life. He said, you come to me, hear me today. David went to that battlefield and he had that sling, but David was aware. Hear me today. David was aware. He said, you come to me with a sword, with a shield. And... So he gets to the battlefield and he's looking at the weaponry of his enemy and he's thinking to himself, I'm going to use that sword. I'm going to use that shield. I'm going to... The Bible says that there was no sword in Israel like Goliath's sword. Can I tell you today that we serve a God that knows how to fight your battles. We serve a God that knows how to do it best. We serve a God that... Stand with me all over this house. Get ready to shout. I can preach this all day long. We read in the word of God about the Hebrew three. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And we know the story. He wanted to dedicate the golden image. And he says, when you hear the sound of the music, I want you to bow down. And they played the music. And as the music began to play, almost everybody bowed down, but there was three that didn't bow. And the king said, don't you understand? Don't you know that I've already created a weapon for you, for those that would not bow down to me? He says, I'll throw you in the fiery furnace. And they said, oh king, live forever. Our God is able to save us, but if our God doesn't save us, we're still not going to bow. And he said, throw him in the fiery furnace. But before you do that, he said, I want you to turn it up seven times hotter. And this was the weapon that was created for the Hebrew three. The Bible says that when they got their seven strongest men, 
as they begin to approach the fire. throw the three Hebrew boys in but the Bible lets us know that all of those mighty 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 strong men would die by the hands of the fire that were created for the Hebrew three and my Bible says that when they walked out of the fire they didn't even smell like smoke I just come to preach to somebody on a Sunday night I don't know what you're going through I don't know what you're walking through but no weapon I said no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper the weapon won't work the weapon won't prosper wrecking the minds of the church and fear and trepidation of moving forward hear me today the enemy the enemy wants this church to stop right here and go no further the enemy wants us to stay right here and have good church and have comfortable church and not have to give up my seat because we don't want to grow anymore but we're satisfied right where we are but the devil is a liar this church is going up this church is going to see victory this church is going to see a breakthrough this church is going to see a miracle but when he sees that he can't get the whole church he starts to get in the mind of individuals and he tries to self-destruct the church from the inside out and he starts to whisper in your ear I'm gonna kill you and in your sleep you hear the sound of the weapon being formed and forged in the fire and the enemy is trying to invoke fear on this body but I come today to give you a word in the sanctuary that the Bible still says that no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper you don't have to you don't have to fear today you don't have a reason to tell somebody in this house you need to go home and you need to put your head on a pillow and you need to get a good night's rest tonight you need to stop worrying about your adversary it's not by might nor is it by power. I know you're strong. I know you're young. And you feel like you got a lot of strength. But the battle is not about how strong you are. It's not about might or power. But it's by the spirit of the Lord. That's why I quoted to you today. That when the enemy comes in like a flood. We don't pull out guns and bombs. We don't. But when the enemy comes in like a flood. The only thing that's going to be able to help it. Is the spirit of the Lord. I come to tell somebody. You've got the spirit of God. You've got everything that you need. There ain't no weapon that's formed against me. That's going to prosper. I wonder can somebody get a hold of that word right now. I wonder can we shout. I wonder can we dance. 